Welcome to Being You 365. My name is Sandra Troutman, and I will be your host on this epic journey of exploring who you are 365 days of the year. The purpose of this podcast is to start a dialogue on being you. Welcome back to Being You 365. My name is Sandra Troutman and I am your host. And let's get right into it with James as he discusses the power of kindness. Is there a difference between being nice and being kind? And are you consciously making that choice in your interactions with other people? Let's take a listen. You know, you know that I am painfully optimistic. Yes. Um, right. <laughs> like even going to the theme, the one rule that we have in Black Runners Connection um, be nice to your fellow runners. <laughs> yeah, be nice to, be kind to your fellow runners, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and not nice, but be kind. Why? Because ki- kindness is a choice. That's true. Right. So, so a friend of mine said to me recently, she says, you know what? You're not nice. <laughs> you're kind. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Because kindness is, 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 a, is a, a decision. It's yes, a choice. Yes. And it it's an, an action act- word. And it's an action word. It's an action word, yeah. And so, you know, people have said to me um, <clears throat> that this only having one rule of being kind to your fellow runners, people have said to me, that's not going to work. You Eventually, you guys are going to get too big and, you know, you're going to need to have other rules. And I said, thank you. Mm-hmm. I received that. Um, moving but, right along <laughs> well not even so much just moving right along but I am so I have so much faith in humanity yeah. and in people and adults especially that people understand what kindness is we, we may disagree on theology uh, on the way that the world works but we, we may not speak the same language Right, mm-hmm. you may not receive information the same way, but kindness—you mm-hmm. know kindness when you see it, yes. even if you don't speak the same language. Yes. You know kindness when you see it, even if you don't, you know, pray to the same name of God. You you know kindness when you feel it when it's around you, right? Yeah. And so, to me, I just always believe that when I say. Be kind to your fellow runner. You know, b- before I came, before you know, I, I started Black Runners Connection. Um, I ran a group here. Uh, it was an old Yahoo group um, in New York City um, called New York City Black Greek Letter Organizations (NYC BGLO), and that's where really I adopted that "be kind" rule because you know we we had a group. People were active. They're talking all day. And every once in a while, you know, there's always one person who just <laughs> got to act up. And I said, listen, y'all are, are, are all adults. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to tell you, you know, how to how to behave. You know how to behave. <laughs> so, you know, just be kind. I said, if you cannot be kind, you will not be in this group. Right. And so <clears throat> when, when BRC started, I mean, I, I never... I never imagined that it would grow to over 7,000 members as fast as it did. Yes. Um, right? I mean, you, you've been around for 
in a number of years, you've seen how exponentially it has grown. Yeah, I was number 500 when you reached out to me and say, hey, you're number 500. I was like, I am? Oh my God. <laughs> I, mean, I, I remember a year. Was that like 2016? Yep, yep. Right. So from 2016 to now, to be wow. 7,000 members then, you know, and, and you know, we're, we're, we're selective. We, we don't yeah. let everybody in. That's true. There can be so many more people, but I, I think that, um, like, you know, coming full circle, like I'm, I'm painfully optimistic. I believe in people. I believe in kindness. Um, and so, you know, those are the types of, those are the things, those are the themes that, that drive my, my daily life. Um, some, some may say that I'm naive. I'm not naive. Um, I just, I'm hopeful. Um, I'm prayerful. Um, I believe in people. I believe in the best of people. You know, now look, I mean, this will mean what I'm about to say will mean something to some people, not to others, but I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Brownsville, Brooklyn. <laughs> okay. I grew up in Brownsville, Brooklyn in the crack eighties. You know, I've, I've, I've had my share of opportunities that could have made me a completely jaded person. Right. Right. Um, I've had many failures in my life, but I always look at them as opportunities the same way that I do about, you know, my marriage, my marriage failed. Um, but I learned to love again, um, myself first. Um, and and I don't want to cut you off, but I think that is such a poignant point. I don't want to kind of walk away from it. Love Mm -hmm. yourself first. So again, based on where we are and the purpose of this podcast is I just feel that that is such a strong message for you to share as a man, as a black man, talking to your brothers. You know, like you said, you're a brother of many. And the fact that you've taken that time to get to know yourself after such a tragic loss of, 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 divorce and then also still being a father to your children and all of your brothers that is just such a strong message that you need to look internally to heal before you can go out to make sure that you're whole and i like the fact that you checked in on yourself because i think at certain points people forget to check in on themselves and they just keep living and not realize that they're hurt yeah, a lot of us are walking around hurt. Um, you know, <clears throat> you know, someone said to me, um, you know, the Facebook Live that I did the other day mm-hmm. talking about running a coronavirus. And, um, you know, <laughs> you know, a lot of my friends, they joke with me. They're like, you know, you're, you're so emo. You're so emotional. I, hey, I'm a crier. Um, and someone said to me um, in response to that post, because I was crying, they said, don't cry, be strong. That is and, I, and I said to her, I said, I cry because I am strong. That's right. Because, because I'm passionate. Um, and because I, I really just want my people to be okay. Um, and so, but it's important to understand that taking care of yourself, being able to keep it real, being able to share how you feel, if that means anger, if that means crying, if that means joy if that means disappointment that means successes being able to feel how you feel wholly Mm -hmm. without caring about other people's impression yes adoration yes acceptance or judgment 
acceptance, rejection of you, when you can, when you can allow yourself to feel holy, mm. regardless about anyone else's impression of it, you start to grow as a man, mm. as a human, as a person. Yes, yes. Um, I, you know, I, I won't. I will not allow anyone to. Uh, stop me from feeling whatever it is I need to feel. We, we, you know, we, we got to learn how to process, right? So I, I tell people all the time, the reason why I'm able to deal with people the way that I do is because I'm not afraid of having the tough conversations. Right. Those tough conversations started with myself. You know, when, when my marriage failed, especially, I, I said, where can you do better you know I had to I was angry I was sad I was disappointed in myself um, but when I started to look back I, I looked at so many decisions that I made from the day that I met her to the day that I left her and I looked at there were so many decisions specific decisions that I looked at that could have altered the path of our of our relationship yeah those crossroads huh i said those crossroads those those decision points were crossroads right um and so that process that i used to evaluate um my marriage i employed those same type of processes in other aspects of my life because if you can't keep it real about a failed marriage so that you can move on from that i don't know where you do that then right i don't know i don't know what you uh are ready to accept so that you can heal so that you can grow so that you can move on mm-hmm. and and be happy again you know and let me talk about happiness too right oh yeah um, you know in my marriage um, I remember one day saying to my now ex-wife, I said, are you happy? And she said, no. And I said, I'm not happy either. So what are we doing? <laughs> you know, I believe, I believe that if, if one person in that marriage is happy, there's some hope. Um, but I think if both people are unhappy, I don't think God intended for us to be ha- unhappy. I just, I just don't, and you know, I, I'm sure that there's people could have uh, a, a many discussions and many, many theories about that. But um, I, I knew that once we were both, you know, in agreement that we were both unhappy. And this is after years of trying to of therapies and you know trying to work things out, and we had already been separated once before. I, I realized that. You know, sometimes you're just at a crossroads and, and, you know, and you got to make a decision for your own, for yourself. And, um, you know, I told her, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go because it's clear that, you know, we, we can't be to each other who we need to be um, for us to be happy. And that was hard. That was hard because like, you know, especially when you think you're the one that did the things right in the marriage, right? Right. Because right? I don't know many people who leave a marriage because they think that um, 
they were the problem, right? And they usually think it's the other person that's the problem. Um, and so to hear that despite my best efforts, you're still not happy. And, you know, I'm sure she got tired of hearing that too. But happiness is not to be overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told her, I said, you know, we both deserve to be happy. And so if we cannot be happy together, then let's, let's separate and be happy with someone else. Um, and it, you know, it sounds a little prophylactic the way that I'm saying it, but, you know, I really meant that. I, I, I really, you know, though she was not right for me and I was not right for her, I want her to be happy, but I also want to be happy. I don't want to live a, a life where I'm, I wake up every day regretting the person I'm spending my life with. Right. And I don't, and I wouldn't, and I don't want her to feel that way either. But think about the courage that that took. I mean, so the, those conversations are hard conversations to be had with anyone that you care about. Whenever you're looking at or talking about dismantling a relationship or stepping away from a relationship, and that can even be in terms of a good friendship. friend. Yeah, friendship. Yeah. You're saying I, to your friend that you have to go, or I can't be your friend anymore. Those. Those are hard. Those are hard conversations to be had. I've had those two recently, you know, in the last couple of years. You know, I, I will. I must tell you, breaking up with a friend is harder. Has been for me. Has been more difficult than breaking up with my um, my ex wife. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because your friends are the people that you talk to your wife about. Yeah. I mean, you talk. Yep. You talk about to your wife. Right. Right. You know? Right. 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 You know, these, these, sometimes these people are like, you your know, confidants. Times, huh? What'd you say? I said, those are your confidants. There's exactly. Yeah. You know, so when you have to, um, in those types of friendships, they are very painful. Um, you know, <clears throat> about, I'm trying to think probably about two years now. Um, I ended three friendships that were, all 20 plus years old Mm. um all connected to the same issue and it was very painful um you know but you know sometimes you just things change and you know it was a very difficult conversation in each case um you know with each individual you know i I had a a, it was a different reason why i was moving along with each of them you know and after that i've been able to you know have time to reflect you know through the morning of those relationships ending as well and i'm able to see um you know where i went wrong in some of those relationships um i've had an opportunity to apologize to one of them for my actions and the failing of that friendship Mm -hmm. um I don't know that that person um, has really owned their part in it, but I, I didn't. Ap- I didn't apologize just for them. Um, I, 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 I mean, obviously, it, it was genuine when I said, "I'm sorry." Hey, you know what? This, you're right. I messed up here, but. Um, I needed to have that closure for me as well. Um, and 
you know, that's part of my healing process. Um, and, and, you know, owning my shit, you know, we are, ain't nobody perfect. And sometimes, you know, despite your best intention, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to make very bad decisions. And, and, and I'm going to be clear mistakes versus bad decisions. Right. Because they're not the same thing. Um, in some cases, I made a mistake. In some cases, I made really poor decisions. And for those poor decisions, I had to sincerely give my apology. Um, and I'm okay if they never own their stuff. I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, but I know that I've had the tough conversation with them and I've um, made peace as much as I can with myself and also forgave myself um, for those poor decisions because I'm human. Which is most important. Yeah. You know. Which is most important. Your happiness is the most important thing. And not so much your happiness, but your, the fact that you're stable, the fact that you're comfortable with your decisions, but also your mistakes. Yep. And, and here's the thing with it, right? It's like, we, we, we will fail and fail and fail and fail, right? At some point, you gotta know, <clears throat> you gotta know how to you gotta learn what failure is, mm-hmm. how to overcome it. Yes. And if you never think you're wrong, you never think you failed, you can never grow from it. So I, you know, one of the one of the things that I love, like um, like I told you, you know, I, I, you know, April 2nd, it'll be 25 years in Alpha for me. Um, one of the things that I learned during my pledge process was to fail and show up again. Yeah. Fail and show up again. Because uh, when you're when you're a pledge, you're never right. <laughs> you know, nothing you do is right. So um, it, it sounds crazy, but what it really is doing is to prepare you for life. Because in life, you're going to fail often. But what do you do about that failure? You know. And, and again, this this is that part about me being painfully op- optimistic. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of that comes from the ex- my experience, you know, pledging my frat, because you you got to believe that things will be better. You have to believe that you know um, there's an opportunity somewhere in that failure. My my dean used to say to us, "There's an answer. Find it." Mm. Um, and you know, when it comes to failing at something, you know, he never allowed us to think that that was the end of it, right? So when I talk to people and they're going through whatever crisis they may be going through, I'm always hopeful for them. I'm always encouraging them to believe that things can be better. I encourage them to pray, yes. to have that clarity so that they can receive that, that blessing. Um, I ask them to believe in themselves, to to be hopeful, to be pray, to be prayerful, to to be strong, but also to be vulnerable. Yeah. You know, um, and be forgiving, and not of to themselves. be so hard on themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Being you 
is one of the most important things that you can do in this life. To be authentic, to be real, to be happy, to be whole, to be honest, to be kind, strong, all of those things are characteristics of being you. So embrace.